This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Be set. Don't be told about Mercy Encounter on Saturday. And now, how many people are smelling the conference? It just next week Thursday. Now I said something to them first service and second service, and I'm telling us now, if you need to double your work in your office so that your boss will let you go, tell them tomorrow. Tell your boss, tell your uh, supervisor, whoever, that on Thursday you are closing early and on Friday you are not coming to office, and they shall release you. Jesus said to them, said, go bring that, uh, that, that the, camp, the donkey tied. And he said, bring him. When they ask you, why are you untying the stuff? Say, this is what the master. So tell them that Pastor Shola said. That's the password. <laughs> but do your best. Ask them that said, if I need to walk Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, extraordinarily, I will do it so that I can be free on Friday. I don't want anybody miss any session, whether morning or evening. On Friday, we have morning session. It's going to be awesome. Are you ready? Yes, Hallelujah. I know some of you follow the first service and the second service. Let's read this morning before we take our seat. Let's just read Second Kings chapter 3. Hallelujah. The anointing of the Lord. Thank you. Glory to God. <laughs> oh, blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Mm. If you haven't seen the second service strong, well, because I will not repeat some things for time. And then, now we are going a different direction, or we are just moving a step beyond where we stop second service. Let's start from around that verse 3 or 4. I don't want to start from the beginning. Okay, so to show that it was a bad king anyway, his name is Jeroboam. Oh, no, his name is Jotam. This, the, the, Jeroboam was the, the ancestor who started this way of iniquity. Go down to verse 5 or so. And let's read. It came to pass when Ahab was dead that the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. Next verse. And the king of Joram went out to Samaria at the same time and numbered all Israel. And he went and sent to Jehoshaphat the king of Judah. Now, this is the king of Israel sending a message to the king of Judah. There were supposed to be one nation before, but now there are two nations. The king of Moab are rebelling against me. Will you go with me against the king of Moab to battle? Like Nigeria saying to Ghana, that will you join us to go and fight Cameroon? And he said, I will go up. I am as thou art, my people as thou, as thy people, my horses as thy horses. I'm going to give you all my soldiers to go with you. And he said, which way shall we go up? And the answer, the way through the wilderness of Edom. Next verse. So the king of Israel went and the king of Judah and the king of Edom, another nation joined them, the third nation, Edom. Edom, they were the descendants of Esau in the Bible. So the brother of Jacob. So another was still the same brother. And they fetched a compass of seven days or seven days journey, and there was no water for the host, for the cattle that, and for the cattle that followed them. Next verse. And the king of Israel said, Alas, 
the Lord had called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. Um, your depth of fellowship will always influence your conversation. There was a situation, and the other said, Well, God has decided to waste us. Please keep the scripture there. Thank you. It's, and the king of Israel said, God has called us together. Now, next verse. But Jehoshaphat, who you go with in life, that matters a lot. Jehoshaphat said, Is there not a prophet of the Lord that we may inquire of the Lord by him? And one of the servants of the king said, Here is Elisha, the son of Shaphath, which poured water on the hands of Elijah. What a CV. That clearly shows someone who served. They didn't say much about Elijah other than he used to pour water on the hands of Elijah. And because of that, next verse, Joseph has said, the word of the Lord is with him. He said, I'm not rating Elisha by how many prophecies he has given. If he was there attending to Elijah, something is with that guy. He said, God's word is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. Next verse. And Elisha said to the king of Israel, What have I to do with thee? Get it to the prophets of thy father. And to the prophets of thy mother, many prophets of Baal and Asherah, because he was born by those terrible guys, Ahab and Jezebel. And the king of Israel said, No, for the Lord is still saying the same thing. Has called these three kings together to deliver us into the hand of the Moab. Into the hand of Moab. Next verse. And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts liveth, before whom I stand, surely. Were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I will not look toward thee, nor see you. I won't send you. He said, but ah, you came with somebody that whose presence I cannot ignore. He said, you came with somebody that I cannot just uh, uh, overlook. But now, and this is where I'm going. We stop around there for service. Bring me a Israel. And it came to pass, when the Israel played, that the hand of the Lord came upon him. Next, next verse. And he said, Thus hear the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. For thus hear the Lord, you shall not see wind, neither shall you see rain. Yet that valley shall be filled with water that you may drink, both you, your cattle, and your beasts. Next verse. And this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He will deliver the Moabites also into your hand. God bless you. You can have your seat. God is always giving beyond our requests. We've been talking about the anointing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And just to start from where we stopped the, uh, during this, uh, where we stopped when we're dealing with this during the second service. Just take a look at this again. Oh Lord, help my voice. I've been preaching in Leisha back and forth, so I just came by yesterday. So, uh, are you with me? Yes, sir. He said, it's a life thing. 
Now, they went to the king because, or they went to the prophet because they needed water. After about seven days of roaming around the wilderness, there was no water. And then the king of Israel said, I think God is setting us up. And Joseph said, no, when there is a situation like this, what is needed is a word from God. And he said, is there no anointed vessel here that we can inquire what the Lord is saying? And he said, oh, there is a man called Elisha who used to pour water on the hands of Elijah. Joseph said, I perceive that God's word is with that guy. And when they got there, Elijah was, Elisha was angry. When they saw the king of Israel, you see, um, people are not just human beings. People are also spirits. There are people whose presence, when you are there, if you are a man of the spirit, your faith is elevated. And there are some people that when they stand before you, you need extra help to be able to retain your faith. It is the aura that is on them. Now, but most importantly, this story is showing something. Where we stop first service, so, so second service. So both second and first, we began to talk about the fact that Elijah said, if I be a man of God, let fire come down. Second Kings chapter 1. And the fire came down and roasted those men. And then the same Elijah said, First Kings 17. The Bible didn't tell us anything about Elijah before then. A man just appeared on the scene. The first time the Bible mentioned his name was in First Kings 7, 17. First Kings 17. He just showed up. And the first thing he did. He said, the Bible says, And Elijah, the Tishbite, of Tishib in Gilead, said to Ahab, There will not be rain, nor dew, except by my words. Ahab so much practiced wickedness, that the Bible said there was no king as wicked as Ahab in the Bible. And as that was going on, you see, in the wisdom of God, just like what operates in all our electricity, the positive and the negative must go together. When darkness covers the earth and grows darkness the people, God will put light on his people. Did you get that? Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Where iniquity abounds, grace will abound much more. God must always balance the equation. Otherwise, the wicked will swallow up the righteous. So when the most terrible king showed up, the most ferocious prophet also showed up. So if we read chapter 16 of the first king, the book of first king, the last three verses describe the wickedness of Ahab. And the Bible puts it that no king was as wicked as Ahab. So as a result of that testimony, in chapter 7, the Bible said that and Elijah the Tishibite had answered to that wickedness. And he just said that there will not be rain. There will not be dew, except by my words. Now we began to ask a question second service. Can a believer make statement like this? So this Elisha was one that said, so there was famine in Samaria. And we looked at that second service. And then he said, when the king wanted to kill him, he said, hey, hear the word of the Lord. He said, thus hear the Lord, about this time tomorrow, a measure of which shall be sold for a shekel. 7 Kings chapter 7 verse 1. And two measures for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. And we talk about the effect of that. But these are the days of saints of the Most High under the New Covenant. And the question is, 
Can a believer get to a point where we move from promises to prophecy? God's word, we are promises of God's provision, protection. Promises of this and that. The difference between a divine promise and a prophecy is that promises don't carry timing. God can say, I will bless you. You don't know when it will happen. But when a promise steps into a time where time is attached to it, it ceases to be just a promise, it becomes a prophecy. So at the beginning of Abraham's journey, God promised Abraham a child. Genesis 15. But God never told Abraham when he will have the child. If I'm from chapter 12 of the beginning of Abraham's story also, God told them we have a child. It was in chapter 18 when God came physically down to their house that he looked at Sarah and he said that about this time of life next year, Sarah will have a son. God had to use the word about this time of life because God's time is different from man's time. But he said, I am bringing this word into your time that by this time next year, according to the time of life, Sarah will have a son and she did. When it comes to prophecy, now we have seen last week and this week and the first service and second service how prophets spoke the effect of the anointing and now it happened straight away. When he said, let fire come that if I be a man of God, they were consumed in a moment. This same Elisha, we looked at that on Wednesday. As long as the anointing came upon his head, they told him that, oh, Elisha, the situation of this town is terrible. That's chapter 2. Chapter 4 with the one we read now. And he said, bring me a new cruise. Say, put salt. And he sprinkled it on the source of the water. And the old city, there was no more poison in the water. And he just moved a little step further. And some children were crying, go all bald-headed man. They were calling a bald-headed man, 42 of them. And Elisha said, he just turned at them and said, the Bible says, he cursed them. And two sheep came out and taught 42 children. And I wonder where is it? This is why it takes God time to anoint people specially. Because you can do more harm than good if care is not taken. God never planned that those kids would that he could have ignored them. But in every message, there is a prophetic message you can draw from a message. The only positive thing that you can draw from there is that I say to everybody by the Spirit, whatever is in your life, mocking the testimony of Jesus, the Lord tears them today. Amen. But not to man means. Did you get that? Hallelujah. Yeah. Glory to God. Amen. Good to see you, Dada Amon. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you with me? This is awesome. That's they just claim that Amon. We appreciate them so much. They've been members of HOD for many years. <laughs> when they're legal, they visit us. We love you, Sam. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Are you with me? Oh, dear Lord Jesus. Anyway. Okay, that's the scripture. But then, we are now looking at, so, how? So, this story we, are, we just read now in chapter 3 is taking us deeper than, so, in other words, these men did not just speak. Elisha had the anointing. But the presence of Jehoram anointed him and the anointing kind of evaporated momentarily. In other words, it is possible that the anointing is in someone's life but silence. Again, let's put it this way. 
the anointing can be there if it is not steered it will not work it works when it is steered not when it is in a Latin position did somebody get this praise the Lord now the Bible didn't tell us what the rest did before they spoke but from Elisha's story we can understand that they prepared an atmosphere before they spoke if you could just talk because you are anointed if, if they could talk because they were anointed Elisha would have just spoken but if you look at that story it shows clearly that even though this man was anointed an atmosphere must be prepared before the anointing is triggered did you get that? Yes, so we began to ask second service what are the things the Bible says prophecy did not come in Old Testament by the will of man. God has a way of showing you things that you might not see at the beginning. That's a, a First Peter 1 something or so. Please show me that scripture. Because it explains what might have happened behind the scene before these people made that statement. So before Elijah said, if I be a man of God, let fire come, that something happened. Not that he just spoke. That thing didn't happen when Jezebel threatened him. That was why he ran. Did you get that? So that means it's not automatic. Now, now the Bible says, I want where the Bible said that prophecy, I, I, I didn't quote this, I said, let me look for where the Bible says prophecy did not come. I know this is First Peter, maybe that chapter 1, maybe somewhere down, down. It will be verse 22, 23, if at all, please not verse 7. I quote a lot, but I don't know scripture. So help me. Second Peter 1, 1, 21. Okay, 2 Peter 1, 21. I know it should be somewhere chapter 1, 21. 2 Peter 1, 21. The Bible says, now this is showing us something. Please pay attention. There are things that I will say to you and the spirit is uh, enabling me to say certain things but most importantly there are things you will say to yourself there are words you will release now the bible says prophecy came not in all time everyone who spoke and something supernatural happened in old testament bible is giving you an answer that prophecy did not come by the will of man they just didn't say what they will the Bible says, but only men of God, like Elijah, spake as they were moved by the spirits. The greatest secret to the anointing, the greatest secret to the anointing is fellowship. And worship is a very, very deep part of it. And that was where we started from second service. And that's what I mean. We will go into several other things next week. Still under the anointing. Now, 1 Samuel 16. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want to appeal again. All our messages are free. Please listen to second service. I can't go back to some things I said. But it's a foundation for what I'm saying now. You have made me a sanctuary pure and holy Tried and true, with thanksgiving. 
I didn't say God prepared me. I said, you have made me. Way thanksgiving, I'll be, no, not I'll be. I am a living. There are songs that you take, they make you become one with the Lord. There are songs that they edify your spirits. Not all songs, not all prayer provoke the anointing. Most African prayers don't. Praise can demonstrate the power of God, but praise is not worship. Worship is, direct, worship is directed to a being, to a person. Worship does not talk about the power of God. It talks about, talks about who God is, not what it does. When you focus on who he is, especially when you come to who Christ is, an anointing begins to rise. Elisha said, you need a word from God. I can't just say something. We must connect. And right now, there's no signal. But he said, worship will give me the signal. Bring me a Israel. And the Bible says, as the Israel began to play, the hand of the Lord came upon it. The anointing stood. And he said, dig, dig. You don't have water, right? He said, dig. He said, there will not be rain. Kai. There will not be wind. Remember what I said about four lepers, second service? Please get the message of second service. When this thing is in operation, details are not needed. God will fish it out. And there is no limit to the power of the anointing. He just said, no rain, no water. He said, but I guarantee you, this valley will be filled with water. Now, he said, water is your problem, but the anointing gives you something beyond. Even the battle you are going for, you will conquer. If you read the rest of the story, water came from somewhere and filled the whole place. What? And then, beyond the water filling the place, sun rose upon the water and it looked red. Moab stood on the other side and they were looking at Pharaoh and they saw blood and they said that those three kings, there must have been a fallout among them. They've killed themselves. And Moab carelessly ran into the battle hoping to go and catch spoil and Israel wasted them. Prophecy. But Elisha said by, can I connect? He said, can I connect? He said, bring me Israel. Sounds, every sound. Or there is no realm of the spirit that does not have a sound code. Even the word of demons, sound. Many times, instead of doing deliverance for people, check what is going on around the device. And I gave one example, seconds, which I don't want to go into now. But listen to me. I, in Genesis, when he created man, they began to hear the sound of God moving in the garden in the evening. There is a sound to every spirit, either to get them to go or get them to come. So when Saul had the evil spirit threatening him, 1 Samuel 16, and they brought David, the Bible says, and when David started playing, give me the last three verses, the last two, the evil spirit departed from Saul. Now, David did not say anything. Oh, our ringtones and what to surround yourself with. One day, I think it was that same Bernice meeting I went for three years ago. I went for another one this year. I think he said that the one I went for this year. Three years ago was in Texas. Then this year, I went for one of those meetings in Florida. And he said, Josh's son used to have evil spirit coming to operate in his room. 
Benny said he just went to Josh's room one night and he saw that the son was asleep, but he left the Bible on tape on. I said, Josh, what are you doing? I said, Dad, I didn't want to tell you. There was a time spirits were coming to this room. He said, but the moment I started playing the word of God, they left. And as long as I have left the word on, they never returned. Sound. In, my, in the city where I grew up, a family had a maid or maybe the son of the woman who died or so. And they used to afflict the, the, the girl, a girl, young girl. And they beat the girl to death. Police arrested her, but it became a haunted house from that day. Everyone that moved in, they would hear two people arguing as if they would start a fight. And then they would hear somebody being beaten to death physically, audibly, every night. So nobody wanted to move to that house. So they made it extremely cheap. Me, I'm always looking for that kind of house. If it is cheap. And this brother and his wife, they, they were trusting God for a house. When they told them, like a house that should be maybe two million per annum, maybe they said like 100,000. Ah. The guy went there, and the agent later now told him the problem. And in the night, truly, they woke up. This voice, you will, you will think that somebody was coming towards and be shouting, familiar, noise. And they went to see their pastor. And he said, it's very simple. He said, the voice is talking because you are not talking. He said, wake up in the middle of the night about the same time. He said, what do I say? Begin to say scriptures. In the beginning was the word. He said, one night the voice started. The man just said, as it is written in the beginning. And the people kept quiet. And they never spoke again. There are entrances into the spirit realm. When it comes to the anointing, it is atmosphere driven. Give me that song. Let's let just read that scripture before I begin to close. First Samuel 16, please. Next verse. And it came to pass when the evil spirit from God, the evil spirit didn't come from God. If we do Bible study, I would have explained. When, I, when we do Bible study, I will explain all that. Uh, if, we, if, we, if, if we have everyone this morning, I would have talked about that. That David took a harp and played with his hands. So Saul was refreshed and was well. And the spirit, evil spirit, departed from him. Somebody was playing. I told you. Jesus said, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, in their midst I will be. It's not talking about prayer only. You can sit on your dining table and be talking about Jesus. The meaning of Christ is the anointed one. Anywhere a conversation about Jesus is happening, the anointing rises. This is how people do have the gift of healing. Can pray for the sick and still have the same results. Jesus and his word, they are the same. That's the word of God. And that's where we start from next week. As you begin to speak about Christ, the anointing rises and something happens. You see, this sound, that was the same thing that Paul woke up in the night and began to sing hymns and the prisoners were listening, Acts 16. And then at the end of the day, they chased in their hand, fell off and the prison doors were opened. In the realm of the spirit, they picked the sound. This is why Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, there is an instruction there. 
that you want to live in the anointing because what happens is this as you fellowship with Jesus and the intimacy gets very deep inside your spirit there is a supply of what to say so the Bible said that only men speak as they were moved by the Spirit. So what we should be concerned about is how do I get to be moved by the Spirit? When I am moved by the Spirit, whatsoever I say becomes a law in the Spirit. We can do this as often as possible. Stories of family can be changed. Even without attending any particular meeting from your own mouth. There is an aspect of it here that we are doing now. That a man commissioned by God ministers to you. But then, because you are a saint on the New Testament, you can also minister to yourself regularly. There are words that you come from the place of the Spirit to say, and they are just what goes on in your office and everywhere. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I said Ephesians 5:18. Are you are you getting what I'm saying? Look at Ephesians 5:18. Be not drunk with wine. Cash. Come, sir. When the Bible says, prophecy not come by the will of man, that's uh, uh, Second Peter 1.21. He said they speak as they were moved by the Spirit. When you say you are moved by the Spirit, it means that you are not in control. The Spirit is controlling you, moving you. That is very similar to a person that is drunk. When a man is drunk, he's not in control. Something is moving him. He's intoxicated, so something is moving him. Now, that's why the Bible is saying that, be not drunk with wine. Where is in essence? Or the, but be filled with the spirits. That means in the same way that wine controls a drunkard, the spirit can control a Christian. I get what I'm saying. When the spirit controls you, is that word only men, one of the things that will happen when you are controlled by the Spirit is that you will speak because you are moved by the Spirit. It is not coming from your mind. It is coming from your spirit. You do get that? Now, he's saying that, don't be drunk. Be filled with the Spirit. And he's showing you how do you reach yourself to the Spirit to move you. Next verse. Speaking to yourselves in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody ah in your car songs about Jesus to the point that you will have to pull off the road and park because the anointing becomes strong in your car moments are that the Lord will move you to say something it cannot be resisted hallelujah you are walking Jesus, 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 what a wonder you are. Oh, Jesus. When you want to pray, come for fellowship. Don't come for requests. God is bigger than requests. Don't rush prayer. Calm down. You are alone in your room. Up and down, you are walking and you are singing to Jesus. Because his name is being mentioned and he is the anointed one. You might not see it physically, it shows up there. And what will happen is that eventually you are going to say something beyond yourself, and heaven will say to it that it will come to pass. There is an aspect of prophecy that the Lord tells you to say something or give a word, but there's also the aspect where the Lord moves you to say something. 
this other part, God moving you, can happen as often as possible. Fellowship. That was why John said that we write to you that you may have fellowship with us. Our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Do you know there are many Christians, they are in relationship with Jesus, but they are not in fellowship. Once you are born into a family, your brothers are your brother, your mother is your mother. Even if they say, I disown you, disown is just a statement. Complete disown. If you want to really disown somebody, she must enter your womb back and take the person off the face of the earth. But you give her to somebody, it looks like you, your face, shape of your head. Say, yeah, I disown you. You are not disowning anything. What has happened is that you have broken fellowship, but relationship continues. Maybe you have a sibling you don't talk to. It doesn't make the person, that doesn't mean it's still not your sibling. But because you are not talking, you are not fellowshipping. So many Christians are believers. Jesus acknowledges their names are in the book of life, but they don't have fellowship with the Father and with His Son. And it is in the place of fellowship that words are given and words are spoken. When Oral Robert announced the building of his university and shame was coming, somebody wrote things about him. All the partners stopped giving everything. He locked himself in that tower and was just on the floor. That it just me and Jesus. As he was worshiping and he was crying, Jesus appeared. He said he must have been up to 300 feet tall. The tower they were trying to build that was giving him problems. Jesus carried the building in his palm and he showed a robot. He said, This is how big I am. What is bothering you? That is like the old word to you is what I'm carrying in my hand. And he put the building down. And people started giving letters. That's why you have a robot investing till today in Tulsa in America. In the place of worship, that was what happened to that guy that I shared with you. The Lord told him to send people around the world, feeding people and raising men. And for eight years he did because he was intimidated. They said, how do I get money? And he said, even if I get money, how do I get people to do it? And one day it was in the place of worship and he was conversing with the Lord and the Lord showed up physically. You don't need to see him physically, but it might happen like that at times. And he says, son, I told you eight years ago to do this. And the man in tears, those things don't happen when you are buying and losing. They happen when you are fellowshipping. And Jesus said, I told you to do this. You haven't. And he in tears said, my Lord, I don't have people and I don't have money. And the Lord looked at him with compassion. And Jesus said, but I have people and I have money and you did not ask me. From that day. The Lord did not even need to complete the transaction. just told the guy and he vanished. The guy went on his face and he said, Lord, okay, now I ask. You see, there are asking and there are asking. For instance, the Bible says you receive not because you ask not. But if you want to argue with God, Lord, how can you say we ask not? I will not be asking. That means what you call asking is not asking before God. Oh, glory to God. There are things, if you ask for them and you are in the outer courts, it's just empty noise. Some things can only be signed into, they can only be signed with the signature of the master if you ask in his presence. In other words, it must be within the confine of an atmosphere. Moses never made some plates until he got to the mountain top and he was before God and his face was shining. Then he said to God, show me your glory. Then he said, you see, they just worship golden calf 
and you say you are going to destroy them and i know you numbers 23 19 says that you don't repent but i'm going to get you to repent now and when moses was through the bible said and god repented of the evil he planned to do he said ah i don't repent but for your sake i repent when it comes to negotiations of the destiny of families I am showing you things that you can go into the innermost beings of God, the holies of all, and come back as the high priest over your life and over your family in the name of the main high priest, Jesus Christ, Son of God, and you speak and things are adjusted. This is how we will change even the nation. Glory to God. Is somebody with me? When the service ends, can you practice this tonight? Can you sit in your room with your hands lifted up? It's one of the codes. Bible says, I pray that men lift up holy hands. It's one of the codes. When you are worshiping, let your hands go. You might be on your seat. At home, find a corner. Don't rush, don't rush. Just begin with a fellowship. You are the air I breathe. Oh Lord, you are. You are the air. This song I sing, Jesus, you are, you are the song I sing, Jesus, you are, I love, I love, I love your presence, I love, I love. I love your presence. I love, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love, I love you. Change it to I'm yours, I'm yours, I'm yours forever. I'm yours forever. I don't need to complete my I'm stopping there. Glory to God. I love this song today. Jesus is real. Not a fiction. Listen to me, everybody. I, I can't remember very well. People, mom is late now. But what happened to mom then? She 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 actually told me also. Goita, what? Goita, and that Jesus removed. She was 
her mom, she told me when she came, in worship, and the Lord appeared. Said, daughter, what is it? And he said, Lord, my throat, goiter. And Jesus just put his hand, pull it out, and showed her. Yeah. Pastor Femi, my friend, there was a time an arrow was fired that I was so sick. I went to his room to pastor me as a prophet. Many of you know what I mean? God knows all these people, they go to see him. But that time he was so sick. I went to pray. When I left, one of the days he was there. Nobody was wrong with him. And then the Lord said he was wearing like gray color. Just came in and put his hand into the chest and pulled out and showed that this is what they fired at him and dropped it and he became perfectly well. Benin said that miracles begin to happen in my crusade when Jesus is real. So as I begin to worship him, I lose conscious, I'm not conscious of myself anymore. Then I am conscious of Jesus. And at that point, Benny said, you know that I don't go down to lay hands on anybody. He doesn't do that. People just are getting up wheelchair. The same the woman, you will never see that woman coming down to pray for anybody in all our videos. But Worship will make people become obvious of the presence of God. Or people to be aware. And when that happens, the power of God goes all around. Because the anointing is propelled at that time. But beyond physical, beyond open meetings, in our closets, this can happen. I will talk about two other things next week. But worship. So the evil spirit in soul left. If you sing, if you sing and the spirit oppressing you in any way a Christian is not supposed to be possessed but a Christian can be oppressed if you are in church and viewers all over the world are hearing me now are you talking about uh, uh, mental sickness and all those things happening to a Christian then we don't understand worship something is wrong somewhere under the old covenant one man prayed and the evil spirit left the king. How can we sing? And people still go back home depressed. How can a Christian be contemplating suicide? How can the fact that pressure at work, pressure at home gets so big that the Christian says, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Don't you know worship heals? It's like a river that you drink. It purifies your soul. How can we also be looking for signs and shrinks. Now, there's not talking to a shrink, is a doctor, as in a psychologist, all those things. It's not a crime, please. But, and I'm not against them doing their job. <laughs> I have one that's watching me probably now in America, a very wonderful spiritual daughter, and she's one of the best in our states right now. So, and she's a spiritual Christian. But, do you know this one I won't mention the concert, they won't put the girl into it because that country they don't like Christians, even though they, they tend to say they are pagans. She's a doctor, it's a white country. She told me, I was there not too long ago, and the lady told me, A doctor, he said, My colleagues are eager to give people pills for mental problems, for all this, you know, mental health and everything. He said, 90% of my patients, I just begin to talk to them, they go home. And they will never need medication. He said, you know what? Those medications don't cure anything. They keep in that state. It just make them feel well for a while. He said, so once people start, they never stop. They're going to use it in the day of their death. 
He said, now the hospital, when she was moved to another hospital, the white consultant were begging her not to go. All patients will come and say, can I see her? They'll mention her name. A Nigerian girl. Can I see this person? Last time she spoke to me, and after two conversations, men or them, they never, they only be called out to greet her. You know what? This is six months after I'm fine. It has never happened again. She was bringing words from God's presence, even though she wouldn't share any Bible with them. She would just start talking. Look at me well. Worship. That's why I said that. Please pay attention to your ringtone. The atmosphere that you keep around you, there is an atmosphere that enables angels, and there's an atmosphere that disables demons. But then the same atmosphere, there's an atmosphere that enables demons, and then they check out angels. sense that there is a virtue going on right now. Even homes where one person is beginning to nag and people, there is a healing going on. What God is doing these thoughts are is internal healing. Things are just happening. The beautiful picture that God is showing some people, you can't see because you are disturbed inside. But that disturbance is going right now. Those who are weary, there is living water for you now. I see people being strengthened inside. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. I just received a word now. Joy is coming back to many. There are people here and some watching. You are just going through the motions in life. Joy has departed. But there is restoration. There is restoration right now. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Just move your hands on your seat and give God praise. Just worship Him. When the service ends, many of you are stepping into greatness. Speed. I said a lot of that second service and I'm being led to say the same thing. See, it is one church, it is one body. Things I said then that I don't say now, they will still happen to everybody here because it is one family. One family. See God lifting men. the kind of anointing that came on Cyrus and nations were flinging open before him and no nation could say no to him. 
the anointing that came on Jehu and Jezebel was destroyed. The anointing is coming on people. As soon as you walk out of this place, you are a different person. And the response of life to you is no more the same. There is a oil on you. It guarantees favor everywhere you go. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Look at speed. Speed. A couple just received a miracle now. Newness just, there's a new light that just entered that marriage now. No more quarrel. No more fightings. Oh, Jesus, we give you praise. Shall we all rise? Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah. The word that sums it up as in a prophecy that cuts across all the three services, which I have to say, at least prepare to receive this. When I gave the story of the four leopards, Elisha spoke. And as soon as he gave the word, four lepers, one of them just suddenly woke up and said to the rest, why sit here till we die? I won't go into the details. Long and short of it, they brought food. And I'm saying to everybody, because you have been here this, this afternoon, and because of the word of the Lord that has gone forth, as soon as the service ends, a conversation on your behalf. And this cuts across all nations of the earth. Somebody is calling somebody because of you. That's the word. And so many of this will happen during this week. And it will spill into September. People just conversing because of you. Somebody in one country calling someone else. Somebody in one office calling somebody else. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your name. It's a week of divine help. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are not expecting a promotion, but this is beyond you. This is beyond you. Cyrus was not looking for it. Said, Thus said the Lord to his anointed Cyrus. There's an anointing coming upon every single person standing there and everybody watching. In the name of Jesus, all men shall see the glory of God upon you. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We worship you. Put your hands together and just worship God. Hallelujah. We will continue next week. My voice will be in perfect shape then. We are, oh, we continue on Wednesday. Don't miss Wednesday. Then don't miss Thursday if you are on the island. If you're on the mainland, where is it? If you're on the island, where, uh, Thursday. And on Saturday, Mercy Encounter. Our fast will end on Saturday. That's what I'm sensing. Well, I'm not categorizing, but it looks like that's what's going to happen. Because it will be a feast of joy. And once that 
rejoicing gets to a level, we all know that we cannot fast anymore. Don't miss Saturday. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's give our friend this morning. Blessed be your name. Please share your testimonies as they come. It's important. Many of you don't share testimonies. Some of you walk up to me, you tell me your testimony. I am not the church. I am just a member of the church. So tell your testimony. Great things are happening every day. They have not even read the one that a leader shared with us today. This is amazing. This is amazing. This is amazing. God is doing many things. And to think of it, he wasn't prepared for it. I, I, of course, maybe it's not something I can, he must not even mention the name of, it's an organization that you all know, world organization, everywhere in the world, you all know. Imagine CEO of such people, maybe from America. One of the largest organizations in the world. People call it and the CEO wants to talk to you, even when you're just on your bed and you've not had your bath. Things, the anointing is real. Jesus is real. He is the anointed one. In his name we speak. Many years ago, everybody here, and some of the people at the front there, we know the people I'm talking about. I will never forget. The husband told him he lost his job because he refused to compromise his faith. And he was working with the Iron Mighty, with the highest office in Nigeria then. And about the same time, the wife was. So I remember I was in the office. We had victory then. When the two of them came, they brought their scanner and their refrigerator. I said, I want to give the church to be in church office. I said, I have a refrigerator. I said, you guys, all of us are feeling bad about what happened. And we trust God that somebody said, yes, that they were praying at home and they were led. I said, no. We don't need those scanner. We have scanner in church. I said, yeah, we know we don't say, but we need it. That's what they said. And they both knelt. I said, pastor, don't say no. He said, okay, you know what? Take the refrigerator, put it in children's church. He said, we just know we have to do this. I was shaking when I prayed for the two of them. I remember I was there to pray over their first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh car. And they even gave me one. I was there, not as in, it gives you joy. They know the people I'm talking about. There used to be a brother here. He has gone to the north. His business is now in the north. That's why he's not here. When we went out of evangelism, we saw him on the road and we began to preach to him. He was staying. One of these boys that will be dragging you to Kabuta Village, come and buy this. Time. He said, leave me alone. Because he had no shop. He had no, that was what he was doing. We were at White House then. And I remember. Now, we don't control the anointing. Somebody gave me a space. That day, the shop could barely take one chair because we could not sit down. So he just put some very old phones here. And I said, Pastor, I was led that I should come and pray. So I went there. So I finished praying. I think it was more of a candidate, but he just joined the church. So I, when I finished, I crossed. Because I parked on the other side, where you have KFC now. So I crossed. So he ran after me. And he said, I was struggling with this. I said, what? 
then he wanted to give me hundred dollars. I said, no. We don't do this. I said, I have already blessed the shop. Watch what will happen. He said, no, sir, I have to do this. Within four weeks of me leaving the shop, somebody came to Nigeria then. This was many years ago. The person came from Germany and called him. Say, said, I know your mom. I know your hometown in Anambra. I know everybody in your family. He so you can honor. He said, so let's do a deal. I'm a German Germany, Igbo Germany. Say, I don't have time for what's going on in Nigeria. Say, but I want to invest business here. And I, I want to invest, I want to invest into a business. I want you to be the one in charge. And he gave him 48 million era. He said, draft and again. Now that was dead. That would be like giving somebody 200 million now. He said, draft an agreement. Said they said that you you hawk around there so you know this terrain very well. And the man went back to Germany. I remember that day he called me. He said, sir, do you give a tithe of that kind of money? I said, he said, I don't know because it's not your money. This is business money. I said, so, if, I said, if you ask me personally, I will tell you that no. I said, because you give a tithe of your income, not of someone's money given to, to do business. You know what he said? He said, I, said, I don't know why I'm asking you, sir. I think I'm asking you in unbelief. He said, I think God wants me to. It is unbelief that is making me to ask you. He said, and now you are discouraging me, sir. I said, whether you say yes or no, I'm going to do it. She transferred to church account. Within a two, three months, I was there also. As a single guy, when he built eight flats for his mom in Anambra, I pray about the eight. And then this boy, that was the guy that would see me after every time. I said, Pastor, anyone that does not have house rents, he said, I don't want them to know it's me. He said, do you have such a person? I'll be like, yeah. And he would say, how much? 350. He would just call welfare and he would give welfare in my presence. Sam, give me welfare. Let them not mention my name and let them just do this. They're not the person I'm talking about. Repeatedly. When he was saying, if I should mention that church wants to buy, before I finish, he's waiting at the door. He'll be waiting after service. And it's still like that. I'm not talking about their giving power. I'm just emphasizing what the anointing of the Spirit of God can do. Yeah. He told me that I said, I find it easy to give because I had nothing. And God raised me. He said, if nobody knows my story, at least you. He said, you saw me on when you guys came to preach to us, you saw they were playing drafts on Sunday on the street of Toy, playing drafts. He said, and the first six months of coming to I was coming on a bike. You saw me coming down. He said, But now. God is using me to bless people. How does this happen? Is this the work of the Holy Spirit? A man and his wife that they separated the same thing. I mean, the marriage ended because the man went broke and went back to the went back to his states. I left Lagos and the wife was there. I was just on my street, my former house. I was just coming and wondering. I used to see this woman with beautiful kids, very lovely. So I wonder where is your husband? I said, oh, We have separated. So I invited her. She started coming to church. So one day after service, I felt this kind of anointing like this kind of Sunday. It was all over me. And I told her that, tell the man to come to Lagos, he will come. So the man came, the following week, I sat the two of them down and I prayed for the man. And I told him that in less than three weeks, he'll be visited. He was about 51 then. When he was growing up in the East, he went to school with one of the senators in Nigeria. He had made every attempt to see this, but they blocked him. When we prayed, he was in his house. 
about four days after when this guy ran into another guy at the airport the, the senator met a guy at the airport and the senator didn't ask any other quarter than to say that where is mention the name of this man he said ah, these people that will go to school together where is this guy now and the friend said ah he's having a tough time he said give me his number and the senator called him and just wired five million and he said force his torments but i won't tell the rest of the story many of you have heard because it, it, you know some people can be very he did what he shouldn't have done and the man blocked him afterward are you hearing me but i'm just looking at god look beyond me saying something today this is the beginning great things will happen to everybody but i'm imagining when you pray in your room and you come out and god speak through your own mouth what will happen to you or to your children or to your relatives god changing everything about your family by what you say you wake up in the morning you finish praying god this thing rises from within your spirit to speak to one of your children this one and you say you know what this is are no more happening this is what is happening and a new stream opens for family that day that's what we are talking about again lift up your hands and just bless the name of the lord thank you jesus father we ask in the name of jesus thank you for your word we walk in the reality of this in the name of jesus christ amen thank you for being a part of our broadcast you know we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make jesus christ the lord of your life coming into christ is beyond joining a church is beyond a religion it is joining god's family and that is done when you believe in christ jesus so I just want to lead you right away now if you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ. Just after me say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.